Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Here we go, running it back, Jay. Very excited to be back here in the jungle, the sklungle, as it were. Uh, We've got great stuff today. So much to talk about. I just wish we had a great Aaron Rodgers press conference yesterday that we could break down in this opening Yeah, bummer that he didn't say anything, right? Bummer that he was coy and tight-lipped about the way he felt. God, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Dude, it was was office space. Threw a flamethrower to that whole town. He walked in, unscrewed the cubicles, and just pushed Pushed the walls down. down. This is what we're doing. I I want a view of that. The, uh, the office outside. I want to see the window. The, we'll get into that. Oh, my God. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket can. We're here today. We're here tomorrow. We're here two days next week. There's Olympic stuff to talk about. The NBA draft is tonight. Ooh. There's just so much to get. We got takes. We got takes. We got takes on real stuff. We got a Norwegian women's beach handball take. I defy you to find another sports show that has that. I defy you. And it's about bikinis. By the way, I defy you to find a sports talk radio show in Norway that is talking about that. We got you, Norway. That's 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 how scorched the earth is by around Aaron Rodgers. They're probably talking about that in Norway right now. We got guests today, Mike Pereira. We're gonna talk to him. He's the expert. He knows the rules. He's gonna let us know. Rohan Nadkarni. Sports Illustrated columnist Nick Mangold. He's got a barbecue sauce. We're going to find out if that barbecue sauce can sell in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We'll ask him. Andy Staples will talk college football because, oh, I don't know, the landscape in college football is changing in ways that it'll never be the same again. This is a crazy time to be a sports fan. Absolutely. I mean, it is what Aaron Rodgers did yesterday was, dare I say, surgical. In the absolute dismantling of the front office, it was it was unbelievable. He stepped up because I think people were expecting him to kind of play it the way he does normally play it, which is be really well, coy. Well, the GM spoke first, and he definitely was like, we're good here, right? You're just going to say a couple things after me, and then we're good? And, <laughs> and then he stepped up, and he started saying stuff like this. I mean, Garrett's going to play you just a little clip of this, and I'm telling you, my man— Listen to how calm he is. You know when you're yelling at your kids or when you're mad at your kids? If you can stay calm. If you stay in control. It's it's, almost scary. It's way scary. When our dad used to get mad at us and just was calm about it the way Aaron Rodgers is, take a listen. I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated um, and just the fact that we didn't retain – uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room. There you go. So he's he, not crying. He's not yelling. He's like, I wanted to help them understand the mistakes that learn from the mistakes. They I'm made. not mad at you. I'm disappointed in you. I'm helping you understand and learn from the mistakes you made in the past, which the first half of that is you made mistakes. You made mistakes. You screwed up so bad. So, again, we talked about this the other day, Jay, before we knew the details of it, okay, of what the contract or whatever. We knew he was walking back into camp. Why has Aaron Rodgers not won the number of Super Bowls that Tom Brady has won? Why? He is You got people in this in the sports writer world and in the sports world mm-hmm. saying 
that as a talent, as just a sheer talent, he might be the greatest of all time. Jay, the numbers bear it out. We said it the other day. The last three years, 99 touchdowns, 11, 11 interceptions. interceptions. 9 to 1. That is an unbelievable ratio. He is doing all he can. So is the organization doing all that they can? No, they're not. They're getting rid of players that he himself, like when they got rid of Jordy Nelson, okay, Jordy Nelson helped a dude in my fantasy football league just destroy everybody. If you are facing this guy and you're like, I have to face Jordy Nelson, I'm not beating this guy today. Mm -hmm. And that's Jordy Nelson. This isn't like Randy Moss. This isn't this isn't a guy with blessed with the most unbelievable gifts ever. This isn't Megatron. No one would call Jordy Nelson didn't have a nickname. He wasn't a he did not have a robotic nickname. Microtron. He was Microtron. Jordy Nelson, and then they just get rid of him, or they just let him walk out the door, or they disrespect him. And that's what Aaron Rodgers, Garrett, you can play this. That's what Aaron Rodgers had. He walked into that press conference yesterday with names. He had receipts. He had receipts. It's like he walked into the people's court and said, I got all the receipts. But, in my he, but he made points by saying, you let Charles Woodson go. You go to the Raiders. Listen you, to it. Let's listen to it. Listen, he names names. He names. There was a part of me that did think that there would be conversation about an extension you know based on my cap number this season next season yeah. it seemed natural based on the way i played to at least have a conversation about it, it wasn't a conversation uh not until into may and that to me seemed like uh an analogy that you guys understand you guys have a fantastic year mm -hmm. at work you write some great stories mm -hmm. you go to your boss and say i just had an incredible year i think i deserve a pay raise or yeah uh, you know, some security, and the boss says, yeah, let's just see how it goes. Yeah. A couple months down the line, you get another job opportunity, you go back to your boss and say, hey, I got this amazing job opportunity. And we say, whoa, 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 whoa. no, 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 no we, we love you. We want you to, we do want he you to stick around. He is laying it we, out. You know, we, do, we do care about you. Just have the same uh, feeling. So he's laying it out. He's literally laying it out. And there is a code in football. Do, leave the keep it in house keep it in house don't take out of the house the stuff that should be in house but the packers by treating him the way that they did this became like a hope solo marriage yeah everyone's gonna know about what's wrong everybody's gonna know about everybody call the police <laughs> jeremy stevens is gonna be hiding, hide, between, hiding between the bed, and the, bed wall. and the wall when they show up why cops are gonna find you hiding between the bed and the wall my when friend. you're when your dirty laundry gets aired out in the world, that means that Aaron Rodgers had no other choice he but to say this. He couldn't keep it in any longer. We know Aaron Rodgers a little bit. We know who he is. We know what kind of guy he is. This isn't a guy who's looking to stir the pot, who's trying to, for whatever reason, get his name he in the headlines. Right. He doesn't want that. Has he been that sort of a player throughout his career? Has, Has he, he had these types of press conferences over and over again? Is this a pattern of behavior we've seen with Aaron Rodgers? No. Is this? Did, did he hold a press conference in his driveway where he's just doing sit-ups just to let you know that he's working out? No, he's not that type of a guy. You're not that guy, bro. And 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 I'll tell you this. Yes, other players. On a, you want to take that part of the press conference? Every, other players have been released from teams. You know, I heard them talking about when T.O. You know, with, was with the Cowboys and he had 1,200 yards, and then the next year he's gone. Right. And it's people a, are miffed. It happens. But fo football's a business. However, if you are the front office 
you can't think that it's all you. You're the architect of everything. You have to rely on the a generational quarterback. And I will say this to Packers fans. Aaron Rodgers is way better than Brett Favre was. That, that is no contest. He doesn't need a copper sleeve and a, and a golden retriever running button hooks right? to prove how good he is in a Wranglers commercial. That's right. It's like he's – he. And I know Brett Favre won one Super Bowl, and so did Aaron Rodgers. But I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers is a—he's a better talent than Brett Favre. Yeah. So when you have a guy who is that great of a talent, and he's a locker room guy who guys love, Brett Favre is not doesn't excuse me. Aaron Rodgers does not divide a locker room. No. He is loved in a locker room. Why wouldn't you go to that guy and say, "Who do we need?" You're in the locker room with these guys. Tell me who the glue guys are who we need to so, hold on so to. So that's what Aaron Rodgers, and that's what we were saying the other day. In order to win a championship, you don't just need guys on paper that can give you what you need. You need a a cohesive unit, the Patriot way. Let's talk about it. You need the guy who's going to get in the face of the rookie. And I, I would argue that I'm sure Charles Woodson was this dude. Get in the face of a rookie or someone in his second year and be like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. You, we, we, you're giving me 96%. I need you to give 106. Micah Hyde, Julius Peppers. These are guys he listed and he talked about who they just either let go, off, lowballed them as they walked out the door, or disrespected him when they walked out the door. So he is standing up for those other players, and Aaron Rodgers made the calculation that like nobody is going to be on the side of management. Go back and watch The Last Dance. Who who watched the last dance and said, you know who comes off great in that? Jerry, Jerry Krause. That's f- No, nobody. Jerry Krause. Jerry was, Krause's own family was probably like, eh, he kind of was He's great. the villain. Jerry Krause is the villain. And he built those teams. You can't argue with the fact that he built those teams. But he, he flew too close to the sun, Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. To me, it's like when, you know, a Harvey Weinstein aside, pick someone else because he's a horrible human being. But fine, it's Harvey so, Weinstein walking around, around going, saying, "Look at all these Oscars I won. You didn't win the Oscars. You didn't write Shakespeare in Love. You paid for it. You didn't direct those movies. You didn't act. You didn't write Goodwill Hunting. You screwed them out of money. Is what you did. So that those people who walk around taking credit for what they didn't do." For, maybe they set things in motion. Maybe they gave you the money. Maybe they are partially responsible for giving the circumstances, but they didn't deliver in the moment. I bet there are people in Green Bay who don't know the na- how to correctly pronounce the name of the GM. No. Do you think people in Dallas have Jerry Jones fat heads on their wall? No. They don't, and he is a very recognizable dude. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got a Mark Cuban fat head. No. Nobody. And he's on Shark Tank. He's in the tank, bro. I'm just saying, people. Aaron they, Rod- no one cares about the front office. Nobody cares. And as we see, and we'll talk about this later, but as and we'll talk about it with Mangold, who played for years on the Jets, as we're seeing with the Jets right now, the fact that they couldn't get Zach Wilson's contract together so that he could start on day one. This is a guy who needs every rep in every practice because he's your starter. You couldn't get the language right in the contract. You're you're trying to like nickel and dime them over a few things. Are you joking? Give me a break. 
They're not asking for the world. It's just it shows you the ineptitude of the front office and we, how and out of touch they are. Exactly. We've been in these situations before. Randy and I, for contracts, for work, things for ourselves. You get into a, a negotiation. You get a sort of someone who's trying to make their mark in business affairs. Right. That's who's it. like, I want I want to show everyone that I can be tough in a negotiation. Well, you know so what? So that they can go to a dinner party and say, guess what? I stood up to Aaron Rodgers. Well, who cares? The, nobody cares about you in business affairs. Nobody cares about you in the front office. The fans don't. Fans, Aaron Rodgers yesterday, for all the players out there, like if I'm in the locker room, if I'm in the locker room right now uh, of the Green Bay Packers, I'm like, Aaron Rodgers has my back. He's my guy. He's got my back against my own management. Yeah. He's got my back. And that's all you need is to have a quarterback where people are like, I trust this guy, A, to make all the throws, which you know he can make, mm -hmm. to make all the plays and run the team, which you know he can do. And then B, does he have my back in every situation? He just proved it. He just proved it. The only misstep, the only misstep in the entire press, press conference. conference was when he said Green Bay is not a vacation destination. Which, by the way, is true. Who is planning? The, who's like, we've got to get our next trip ready. Who in, like, Arizona is like, you know where we need to go this summer? we got to go to Green Bay. Nobody. Should we go to Disneyland with the kids? Nope. Let's go to Green Bay. Nobody is saying that. Now, it is a lovely place to live, and it's a great place to it's be. Cool. It's a cool, like, the stadium comes up out of a neighborhood. And I got news for you. If you're in the Milwaukee area or in Wisconsin, you got a lot to look forward to. You just won an NBA championship. The Brewers are great. They they have a potential to be in the World Series this year. You never know. They got the pitching to do it. Maybe Aaron Rodgers has got something to prove this year. They might be taking title town away from Champa Bay. You don't know. So the Badgers could be great. Graham yeah. Mertz. I, listen, there's a lot to be excited about in Wisconsin. But I I agree with you. He should not have he, said what he should have said to make it a little more opaque. Right. What he could have said is, look, we're a small market. Mm -hmm. There is no getting around that. Right. We're a small market. We're not New York. We're not L.A. We're not San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. Small market. So guys aren't necessarily dying to go to a small market. That's a fact, and that's the truth. That's an ugly truth about the and NFL. The, and the real point of what he was saying, and Garrett, you can play it right now, is that he would have helped recruit guys. Go ahead and play this, if you can. Green Bay isn't uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team, and, and knowing that they can win a championship here. That's right. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Exactly. That why aren't you using me to go out and recruit guys? I, Aaron Rodgers is a cool dude. He, mm -hmm. Look at how he, 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 won, he won that golf match in shorts. I, I, part of me thought that he was wearing flip-flops on a few holes. Bryson. He put Bryson in shorts. And he looked like a big little kid. Bryson looked like a baby Huey as he was just, you know, like you don't you don't ever plan on seeing Bryson D. There's a moment shorts. where you see Bryson and you're like, do his arms bend? His arms don't bend. Not when he putts. They don't straight. Aaron Rodgers loosened Bryson DeChambeau up. Yeah. Think about that. And he did Jeopardy. I mean, the guy, look, we've said it before about him. He has he has his life, life outside after, of football. Right. His he, life after football is going to be fine. But the, sucks. but the fact that he still cares 
about football. Dude, he wants to win. And he wants to win. And he's talking about, at this point, his legacy. And I guarantee you that if the Packers do him wrong this year, I mean, he even left the door open for him to stay. But I think he's gone after this year. And this press conference kind of said it. And if he's gone this year and goes to a team that has a great defense, like, say, Denver, mm -hmm. or, or if he goes Raiders. to Vegas right, and to play for Gruden, if he goes to a situation where there's a chance to win and he can win somewhere else. Oh, my God. This is a guy who's going to, like, and you think the Packers are going to be the same Packers with Jordan Love? Mm -mm. No. <laughs> no. Are they? So, you, again, it's about being valued. And every player should be valued. I'm saying Jordan Love should be valued. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, a, a literally a generational quarterback, first ballot Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. he gets in right away. He's one of the greatest that ever played the game. Statistically, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. And you better treat him with more respect. It's shocking to me that the that the Let's Packers did. Put some respect on it. And, and by the way, do you not believe Aaron Rodgers? Do, is he not credible? He's the most credible person because he's never spoken out like this ever. Well, and also, you have to know that if you're going to go way out there and make this state the statements the way you made those statements, that everyone's going to talk about it. It's going to be brought up. Dude, I support him 100%. Couldn't support him more. So if you're the Packers, you better get on board with You better get on board the, the Aaron Rodgers train and give him what he wants. This, this is like, this is, and, and they're already trying to get out in front of it. Mm -hmm. and, and you know that, like, there's going to be someone in the Packers organization that's going to say, we should put a billboard out outside of uh, Lambeau Field that, that says, says we're that great, de great vacation, vacation destination. destination. Just to kind of throw give it, his words right back at you it. You know they're going to do This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the world is throwing everything it has at you. And to succeed, you need someone to guide you through. That's what Dell Technologies advisors do. They have the tech advice to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. <sighs> Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Uh, we're going to talk about the Olympics right now. We got a we had a Gardner Minshew take that we talked that we teased that in the last show that we'll uh, talk about in this hour, and then later the Norwegian beach handball team. And their uniforms. And the protest that they're waging. Nick Mangold. Is that is that the Norwegian national anthem? Maybe. Oh my God. You 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 caught that right away, Rand. I did. I was like Preston. Is that is that the Norwegian national anthem? Or is that a song from Animal the movie House. I, Animal House or Back to School? Yeah, maybe. I would I have know. I would have picked either of those movies. Like it's like my it's the Norwegian national anthem or the alma mater for, you know. Back to school. Faber College. Okay. So the Olympics, obviously, we're, we're in full swing. We're doing it. But not. But we. I think we glossed over the controversy of the opening ceremonies. Yeah. Crazy. The composer and the director of the opening ceremonies had to resign. Both stepped down. Or were ousted. Just days before the opening ceremony, which was in front of no one anyway. Because of COVID. So, Dude, I, I did think that the giant sort of orb that mm -hmm. was made of drones... Mm -hmm. Was the most beautiful, most beautiful map of T-Mobile 5G network that I've ever seen. It was pretty impressive. It was gorgeous. 
So I, how much of a blow is it that the music composer has to leave right before the opening? Shouldn't the music be composed by a few days out? Oh, yeah. So we got rid of the composer, but, like, you're not doing any composing the day of. There's not a lot of improv freestyle composing going hey, on during need, the opening ceremony. We need you to whip up a song. like every day. He's just going to riff for this next part when it, New Zealand walks in. Just hey, let him riff. What are we playing here? Nat, just follow the composer. It's not like 8 Mile for like Japanese music where you are up against another composer. It's not a composer he's rap He's not in battle. the bathroom throwing up before he's got to get out there and compose the opening ceremony from scratch. You got to lose yourself in the moment. Come on. I defy you to be able to tell me if the music composition of the opening ceremonies was good or great. Or not good at all. Can you even tell? what? Unless it is so awful. Unless it is like a squeaky violin that makes you go, wait, wait, is someone learning the there violin? There is. This is my favorite thing, and maybe, Garrett, you can find it. But it is a high school band <laughs> playing the 2001 the Space Odyssey. Theme. And just look it up. It's the worst version of that ever. It is the worst version ever of that. If the opening ceremonies play that, that is the only way you could ever, ever say that the music was bad. Otherwise, it is so nondescript. It's like music that's playing in the elevator of a hip hotel in New York. So he so he panicked. Everyone panicked because the music composer stepped out a day before. Oh, my God. And Who he cares? He stepped down because in the 1990s in an interview, he boasted about bullying kids, specifically kids with disabilities. Well... There goes his chances of composing at the Special Olympics. Yeah, you're not going to do that. If you're, if, you're, if you're boasting about bullying kids with disabilities, you don't get that job. First of all, why would anyone ever boast about that? Even, even if you're the, trying to be funny. Even in the 90s. Even it's, in the 90s when we all screwed up. Even in the 90s where Limp Biscuit was allowed to rise to prominence. We had wallet chains in the 90s. We all made mistakes. Yes. This is it. If this was the opening ceremony, I would have. Been. <laughs> okay. The, I mean, and you thought it was bad there, but it wait, gets worse. This is like the U.S. against France in basketball. Oh, we're gonna make it. We're gonna do it. We got this. We got. We got this. They're gonna pull it off, right? Take it home, kids. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> it's too difficult. <laughs> I want that to be the Olympic theme. That, unbelievable. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I so uh, look. You bragged I'm, about bullying people with disabilities in the nineties. You don't deserve to be to compose. But are music composers like bullies? I don't really think of them as that. I'm not sure you needed to step down as the composer because of those comments. Why don't you just say, "Hey, it was the nineties. I was an idiot." Yeah, I'm sorry. Again, we had wallet chains. I apologize. Yeah. That's what he should have said. I'm so sorry. I want to take this opportunity to donate a portion of my salary salary from composing music from these Olympics to these three important charities that support kids with disabilities. Boom. There you go. And show you that people have the ability to change. I was stupid back then. I'm better now. 
I'm a better person now, and so I'm going to be more of an altruistic person. I'm, Don't apply for the job. They're right. going to look if, – if you're going to work for the Olympics, okay? They are going to look into to your everything. past, your old tweets, your old everything. Unless you're Larry Nasser, they're going to look into your past. The Olympics will care about what you did in the past. So don't apply for the job. Or how about this? Don't bully kids with disabilities. How yeah. about start there? Then there's really no problem. Like, you don't have to – if there's nothing in your closet, you don't have to worry about them looking in your closet. He's not the only – so the director is the other guy from the opening ceremonies mm-hmm. of the Olympics who was fired because he used to be a comedian. I'm going to stop oh, you right God. there. God, you got uh, – Unless you're the cleanest comedian on earth. We are comedians. Do not apply – you don't see Jason and I applying for to be part of the IOC, do you? The Olympics, the UN, you don't apply for that. Because you got president you, you, of a university, it's they're gonna dig into your stuff. You gave up those choices and those job options when you chose to be a comedian. You're gonna say something on stage when you're new to comedy. When the '90s, you're gonna be lazy and you're gonna try and get a laugh by saying by pulling someone else down, and it's gonna come back to bite you. That's just the way it works. Comedy is inappropriate. It is. That's part of it. That's part of the issue. For so, some what people. did this guy do? Apparently, in a 1998 show. Again, in the 90s. In the 90s. He made a flip comment about the Holocaust, saying, let's play Holocaust. As Jews, I can understand this is not okay. And he, I'm going to assume he's not a Japanese Jew. No. Which, so you got problems. Yeah. As comedians, I, I want to see the full context of the joke. I, is, he, is he exaggerating someone being flippant about the Holocaust? And that's why I want the full context before I condemn him. Is he a character? Is this just his own idea? Or is this just a guy... A young guy trying to be insensitive to get a laugh. That's I don't right. know. We don't know. We Either don't know. way, it's the, if this joke lives in your past and you know you did it, you can't direct. You can't, the, you can't direct the Olympic Olympics opening ceremony. You just don't. That's it. You just don't apply for that. They're don't gonna, don't apply for that job. Don't dig it. They're going to dig into your Facebook posts. They're going to dig into your tweets and certainly your stand up comedy. That's right. If we can call it that. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. On a larger note, I think opening ceremonies in general are kind of tired. Yeah. They're like redesigned airports. Exactly. Or new baseball stadiums that are designed to look like old baseball stadiums. Am I right, Rand? We've seen it. It's been done. They all kind of look the same. They do. You're you're basically just doing... A slightly different different version version of of another. A big... So you used big, flowy, white fabric, and they used a bunch of white drones. It all creates the same image. I mean, it's still not Fenway Park. No. You know what I mean? Jay and I have been to Fenway Park. That was one, Fenway Park and Wrigley Field. I, I know everybody's trying to make those places and differ that. I would rather you do what they did in, in San Francisco or Pittsburgh. Those are not kind of we're trying to do an old school part. It's like we're doing what is current and now, but we're using what is great about the city to make these parks what they are. I agree with you. So opening ceremonies, we got to come up with something new. Yeah. Something new. You got to jazz it up a little bit. Like maybe they can do uh, a tribute to all the Olympic stadia that are now overgrown with grass. Yeah. All the money that countries are now, they spent on something. And All now the people who were displaced from their homes so they could build, you know, a yeah. rugby stadium in yeah. the middle of a, a neighborhood in Brazil that they should have never built it in. Mm-hmm. Like, they could do something like that. Like a retrospective of all the people who got harmed by countries that actually did have the Olympics? Like, set it to a new U2 song that automatically downloads into your iTunes, whether you ask for it or not. (laughs) There you go. That's just a thought. A new socially conscious U2 song. 
So that's that's where and or this- add stand up comedy instead of directing the special. Why don't you let's let's hear your Holocaust bit in front yeah. of everybody? Well, I want the full context of the bit. Go for it, man. This to me is where the Olympics kind of is out of touch. It's where the Olympics doesn't quite understand. They're holding on to an old thing that isn't what they are anymore. Right. People think, oh, we just want the spectacle of the thing and we need to be like, I, I think they got to go in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Let's do something different. It doesn't have to be the way it was. And it doesn't have to be a new version of the thing we've been doing for the last 25 years. I don't think people show because really what was the most exciting thing about the opening ceremonies was that there was a super greased up guy from, I guess Tonga. Mm-hmm. There was a he was like a greased up shirtless guy, mm-hmm. and then there was a greased up shirtless guy from another country, and they were able to put this guy, these two guys, side by side to say who was more greased up. Yeah, who wore it better? Who wore it better? Who wore the grease? You know how they do that in magazine, fashion magazines. Mm-hmm. Who wore who wore that dress? You don't have better? to tell Rome's audience about who, fashion, fashion magazines. magazines. I don't have to tell you guys about People Magazine. Who wore it better? Who wore it better? Yeah. Who wore the grease better, this guy from Tonga or this guy from an African nation? Who did? I mean, you can check it out. Who has who has better obliques was essentially what this whole thing was. That was the most exciting part. I mean, they kept on saying the Americans are coming, the Americans are coming, then the Americans walked in. There was like no surprise or anything. Would have been fun. I think each country should have a mascot. And we should have to face – can you imagine that? Like what is your mascot? Maybe Russia brings an actual bear that turns around and tries to start mauling people. Starts mauling people. people, yep. That, would you watch that? A bear is loose. Is, way, Israel has like a little falafel that jumps into a pita. There you go. Two. A two-part mascot. A two-part mascot. A small falafel ball that jumps into a giant pita, and there's your mascot. Perfect. Yeah. Every country has a To me, this would be incredible. The United States has like just a big fat dude with type 2 diabetes. That's our mascot. And a marching band from New Orleans. There's our mascot. There you go. That's our guy. That's Dave. Wouldn't that be cool if just every country did whatever they wanted to when they came in? Like that, it should be less. Canada has a Tim Hortons cup. Just exactly. A dancing Tim Hortons cup. It's lit. That'd be great. I'm, I'm down for all of that. I'm there for all of that. You can't spell. This is Sklar Brothers from Jan Hedstrom, who's been tweet, tweeting a lot. Thank you, brother. Jan Hedstrom. Brothers. You can't spell composer without poser. Sign knock knock joke guy. That is true. That's his joke. Maybe that's the, maybe that was the joke that the guy told. Who have we met in our travels of doing comedy that we looked at that person and said, you know what, this person has a future doing composing or directing for the Olympics. That's the biggest way to insult someone who's a comedian. Hey, man, I watched your set. You're going to be great someday directing the Olympics. That's the worst thing you could say to anyone who just came off stage. Worst backhanded negative. Con- hey, Brian, man, when, Brian Dino. when are you going to direct the Olympics? Brian Dino at Sklar Brothers. Wow, that man did a terrible cover. It was unreal. Signed, Brett Hall. Drunk Hall, man. Unreal. Oh, Drunk Hall is the greatest of him singing Gloria. Is like, again, what if Canada had Brett Hall coming in drunk singing Gloria? Glory, Gloria. <laughs> it's like he, he's tiptoeing around it. So, Glo- Gloria. <laughs> so which is worse, that or the 2001 Space Odyssey by the high school band? Let's play back the 2001 Let's Space, run that let's back. Let's run that back. And you tell me, Rome fans, clones. Which is worse, bro- 
Brad Hall's drunk hall or this. I mean, this takes more time to get going, but kind of like drunk hall. It takes a little bit of time. (laughs) Put them together. (laughs) (laughs) Like the drums are kind of right in this song. The drums are, they get it right. The drums are the only thing right. And the fact that Brett Hall is standing on a stage and addressing the people is the only thing that's right. But what he does... Glory, glory, the, the fact that both of these things exist in the world... To me, make you... If you ever wanted to try anything in this world... If you ever said to yourself, I don't know how it's going to turn out. If I put it out there, it might be the worst thing ever made. It can't be worse can't than this. It can't be worse than what we just played for you. It can't be. Sam and Grand Rapids, that's Glad Brothers. The composer lost his composure. Composure. Tiger. Tiger Woods. He did. The composer lost his composure. Wooden Laconic, Sklar Brothers, Jim Rome. That high school band version of 2001 A Space Out of Sea was brutal. But you didn't give him a chance to make up for it. Signed, Carl Lewis. That's it. Uh-oh. I'll get, uh-oh. I'll get you back. I'll get you back. I'm going to get you back. And I don't know if they will get us back. I don't know if they'll ever get us back. But That's again, the moment when you, when as a parent, you knew it was going to be bad. And you hoped your kid was the worst and they wouldn't come up. We'll tell this story and then we'll take a break. But Jay and I, when we were kids in school, we had we played Suzuki violin. Do you guys remember... Suzuki violin like Mississippi River you play the violin and we were it was so bad we were so bad we were so bad for the whole we rented a violin we and rented shared one it. violin and shared it and it was so bad and the teacher was like you guys are terrible like the teacher said to us you guys are terrible when we returned the violin six months later the person at the music store said this only has three strings he said where's the fourth string we're like we didn't even know four string we're missing strings here maybe that's what happened to the kids <laughs> Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a thousand locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. We mentioned that we're going to talk about uh, Gardner Minshew. We should mention that just now, Zach Wilson did sign with the Jets, so maybe they were listening to us. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. The question is, is it going to help? I mean, get this guy reps. This guy should have been getting reps before he was getting reps. He needs all the reps he can get, and you better hope he doesn't get injured. Yeah, I mean, the Jets don't have much hope, but your hope is that you just give this guy as much experience as possible. Maybe, maybe, they, sh- maybe they should have gotten gone out and gotten Gardner Minshew. Maybe. Minshew isn't... Look, you know we love us some Minshew. Mm-hmm. On mustache alone, I love me some yeah, Minshew. that makes sense. I can do that. If you weren't a fan of Gardner Minshew before this, you need to be... Get on the train. Get on the Minshew train right now. Get up on him. He was, wasn't he once sponsored by a porn site? I think he was. I don't know if he was. I thought he was. It's possible. Just because of the stash. I mean, he should have been. Mm-hmm. He should have his own his own OnlyFans. And he just. He, he looks like he works at a Trader Joe's. Am I wrong to say that? Like he, if you told me that Gardner Minshew rides a bike to the stadium, 
a recumbent bicycle, I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. He, when, he probably drinks absinthe. On the field, at practice. And again, this is from me, a guy who looks like a porn star's uncle who works at Trader Joe's. I can tell you that his stash, on point, the Minshew stash. And unironic, I feel like. As hell, Minshew. Minshew. An NBA player who's friends with Gardner Minshew, in my opinion, should yell Minshew whenever he's about to drop a three. Like Dame Lillard, take it. Minshew. This should be like the Agent Zero, the the Hibachi. Hibachi. Every time you shoot it, Minshew in the face. Boom, drops it, done. It might not be anyone on the current U.S. men's Olympic basketball team. Because no one is that confident with his shot. Minshew. Minshew. Kevin Durant, front of the rim. Minshew! So... The QB job in, in Jacksonville, and we can talk about this later, is it's Trevor Lawrence's to lose, right? I mean, that's what he, it is. They, gonna, they went and got him for that. And Trevor the, Lawrence, he has the history of being put in very early mm-hmm. before you think he's ready and delivering. And let me say this. Minshew has a sweet mullet. His mullet is on point. It's on fleek. But you're not going to beat out Trevor Lawrence's pert and Pert Plus mane of hair. If Pert and Pert Plus hasn't been knocking on Trevor Lawrence's door with a three-figure endorsement deal, then That's I don't know. That's a missed opportunity. That's a missed opportunity, guys. Minshew. Minshew, get on it. So Minshew knows he's the backup. He gets He understands mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. Jay, right? Yeah. If and he's in a game, that means either they're winning by a lot or losing by a lot. But if he's in a game, then even if he's winning, fans aren't going to be happy. Right. Because they want it because they want to see the future. They got excited when they got Trevor Lawrence. They period. want this young quarterback to take them to the promised land. Period. He's like his own mustache and mullet. It's polarizing. Some, some people, people are gonna get love it. it. Some people are gonna love it, and some people are gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. So, with all that in mind, to me, I love how Minshew is going about his business, talking about wanting to win the starting job. You want this guy to win the starting job. His numbers are not bad, Rand. They really aren't. He's not a bad quarterback. And so he he doesn't like the role of having to figuratively hold back Trevor Lawrence's hair when he throws up all over the field, mm-hmm. which is going to happen. You're a rookie. It's going to happen. You're not going to do great. I mean, Trevor Lawrence should hope to have the type of on-field success. And by the way, he got injured, and he didn't really win that many games. But I would say Joe Burrow in Cincinnati was a PR success last year. Yeah. I think Cincinnati fans are excited that they've got Joe Burrow. They're like, we have a future. We have a future. This is a guy who can take <laughs> us. It, it Once he learns what he's doing in the next couple of years, if he can stay healthy, this is a future quarterback. He certainly had a better start than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield now. Has come along. He's come along, and, and Cleveland fans have hope because of Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. So Joe Burrow in that conference as well, you say to yourself, okay, Joe Burrow, he has a chat. That's what Trevor Lawrence should look to at what Joe Burrow did and said, I need to be that. That's my that's probably my ceiling. So Gardner Minshew in preparation for this QB competition. This is what he said. In he prep- told Chris Long on the Green Light podcast that he's now preparing to battle Lawrence once camp starts, right? Needless and he's given to- up something vital to his human body. Quote, in preparation for the competition, I haven't gone to the bathroom in weeks. That's what I'll say. Minshew said as Long laughed, and I he, he used the actual word. He said, that's not an option for me. Number two is not an option. I love it. I love this so much. He posed it like he doesn't have a choice in the matter. It's not an option for him. Even, if he, the, even if he wanted it to be an option, Minshew. Minshew. 
He, he can't expose of solid waste from his body because number two is not an option for what him. What if he's right? Can you imagine that, Ren? He's not going to get hit with all that waste in his colon. Think about that. Do you think he wants to get hit? So if you're if, if he's running around and scrambling and Gardner Minshew gets hit, he could explode if he hasn't if he literally hasn't gone to the bathroom. So you're going to want to avoid contact. You're going to want to be escapable. Everything he does will be to the sidelines, get out of the blocks and, you know, no one can go low on him. Uh, look, obviously he's joking, but if you've ever been to sleepaway camp and you've had issues for the first time and you said to yourself I'm not going to go to the bathroom, you can hold it for a week. For a week. If you're playing softball, everything's a stand-up double. I'm telling you that much. And you're like, wow, that guy's really hustling. He's really extending plays. Minshew. Minshew. Look, Minshew is not going to be the starter. No way. But he wasn't bad as a starter. We talked about his numbers. 67% completion rate. 16 TDs to five interceptions. That's not bad. He can manage the game with the best of them. Just like he's managing the The food food in his his small small intestine. intestine. That's right. Very, (laughs) very carefully, Minshew. Minshew has a 93.1 passer rating. That's not bad. 12th best in the NFL since 2019. Solid. He's not a bad backup. Solid. Speaking of solid, he's not doing it. Mm -mm. Minshew. Speaking of being backed up, he's not. He's completely backed up, Minshew. And if I'm him, and Lawrence really falters, because he could. He's a rookie. He could falter. This You have to expect that a rookie's not going to get it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has succeeded wherever he's gone. He's done it when, early in his career, but he may not get this. Minshew could be the savior. Now, I'll tell you this, though. If I'm working in marketing at a place like, oh, I don't know, Emodium, I'm signing this guy up right now. Yeah. Right? Don't you think, Jay? Yeah, he, he may not the- have great blocking up front. Right. When it comes to blocking him from behind. Or when it comes to blocking him up on the inside to eliminate all talk of the number two. Boom. Emodium. Gardner Minshew chooses Emodium. Emodium, number one for stopping number two. Why are we writing commercials for Emodium right now? No no offense to Mark Sanchez, but I can tell you right now, Gardner Minshew ain't going to be a part of no butt fumble. That's right. That's what he's saying. Minshew. By the, By the way, way, I think that's what his Imodium tablets should taste like. Mint chews. Mint flavored chews. Mint chews. Mint chews. Are we, this all is, we're literally handing this to you on a silver platter right now. I just love a guy that's, to me, the mustache, the mullet. He is a guy, and again, this goes back to what we were saying with Aaron Rodgers at the beginning. Gardner Minshew is, and seems like, a fun person who. Your, your locker room will rally behind. As a backup, he's a guy that you'd want. Yes. Yes. Think about, Facts. By the way, would you, again, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, how great would it be to have Gardner Minshew in Denver? The, everybody in Denver is high. They're going to love him. He's hilarious. Rick Warner wrote at Sklar Brothers. You guys are freaking funny. Thank you. I've been laughing at you guys for many, many years. How can I hear or see more of you guys Father of 14-year-old fraternal twins. Oh, my God. Double dude. trouble. Good for you, brother. You're in it. You're in it. Hey, look. We if have, you like what we're doing, we have a podcast called View from the Cheap Seats. It's our take on sports every week. It's basically what we do here. And it's fun. So you can always sign up and, and listen to that. And on our Patreon, we're doing old Cheap Seats. We're new, new, new Cheap new ep- First new episodes of Cheap Seats we've done in 15 years. And we're doing. We did an international slap fight. International slap fight that took place in Branson, Missouri, and both people are from Missouri. How international is that? What a country! The lovely Bella B. Thanks, Ed Sklar Brothers. Now I can get I can't get that Brett Hull singing Gloria song out of my head. And also she tagged Garrett Ritt. 
Well, we have uh, another classic song, the 2001 Space Odyssey, that might help that you. That might get, get you out of, of Brad Hall, and, and out it, of your. It's just like any time a train wreck is happening in your life, does you just feel this bubbling up inside of you? You show up at Thanksgiving, and guess who's getting drunk? Your uncle. And you just. This, this is, is how Gardner Minshew feels when he hasn't gone to the bathroom in days. This is the inside of his stomach talking to him. He's like, please help me out, okay? Gardner Minshew just, he, it's him opening the fridge and seeing all the things he wants to eat after he has made this promise on air on Chris Long's podcast to not go to the bathroom. This is what he sees. Andy Rooney, Sklar Brothers. Minshew looks like he knows his way around Amoeba Records. He does. Like he's got his own amoeba tote bag when he walks in there. Glory, glory, the combo of these two things. <laughs> the com <laughs> the combo of these two things is so perfect. I mean, there are days when you just feel like that's the best effort you can give. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I hope I'm that good in my rookie season. For the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I hope I give that level of performance. Look, they showed up. That high school band showed up. They they tried. Gardner Minshew still thinks he can be your number one fantasy pick. He's like, pick me in the first round. Just like Danielson before he crane kicked Cobra Kai. Before Kevin Bacon taught a redneck town how to dance. And before Rocky Balboa knocked out communism. Yeah. They all trained and they all have montages. Now that mine's complete, I know I'm ready to be your first pick in fantasy football. I love this guy. You're the best around. around. Nothing, Nothing ever going to bring, bring you down. down. How about the kid? Remember the kid in the Karate Kid who said, Get him a body bag! Yeah! yeah. That guy that died. He that died. guy died. Someone literally had to get that guy a body, <laughs> guy, a body bag. <laughs> May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Olive Bichon. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Jeff and Lincoln at Sklar Brothers. Number two is not an option. Regards, Najee's hamper. Come on! Mike in Buffalo at Sklar Brothers. I made an ear absinthe. Regards, Mike Tyson. There you go. Steven Shoemaker. Schumacher at Sklar Brothers. They need to give that high school orchestra a chance to play at Mark Davis's next haircut. Uh, that <laughs> might be my favorite. There it, it is. Mark it. Put the bowl on top of Mark Davis's head. Start chopping around the bowl and we just did his bangs we just did his bangs i'm so happy mark davis uh kevin uh i don't even know what his thing is you guys should try saying literally a few more times seriously at this pace you might be able to get 20 in today that's literally the worst tweet i've ever read literally the dumbest thing i've ever literally seen. you suck dude yeah you're the, you're the worst. You are literally the worst. And that is not figuratively and figuratively the worst. Don't step to us with that sort of literal ridiculousness. Shall we get into this take, Jeff? Step your game up. Step your game up. Step Let's all of it up. Take. You're worse than that high school orchestra. Literally. You are literally worse than high school. Thank you. That's This is what I hear when I read your tweets. When people see you walking down the hall towards them at work, this is what they hear in their brain. They're like, oh, God, this guy's walking towards me. This is what every this woman. Is what, this is the effect you have on other people. Yeah. When you're at a bar and a woman, you're talking to a woman, that's what she hears. She doesn't hear words coming out of your mouth. She, she hears, hears that. that sound. All right, let's get this take. I feel like after COVID, we can't tell people what 
clothes they need to wear to work anymore. Yeah. Like I, I've gotten way too comfortable in my sweats. Sweat shorts. I've worn sweats to a restaurant for dinner. Not lunch. Not not talking about lunch. We talk about dinner. We not talk about lunch. We talk about dinner. I feel like in about, I don't know, maybe four years if if we're at this trend, we're gonna look at jeans the way we looked at khakis and like dress pants and suits. You're saying Steve Kornacki is gonna be at the big board in jeans instead of khakis? I'm saying in sweats. I'm saying there will be a moment. Shorts. Jeans are getting stretchier and they're heading towards what I'm just saying. There are people who walk around. We used to wear suits to the movies. We're going to be saying to people, we used used to to wear wear jeans to the jeans in a movie theater. Can you imagine that? We used to wear jeans on planes and people didn't. There didn't used to be a fight every time you flew uh, Delta. And same goes for sports uniforms. There's I think about golf pants and how they've evolved. Yeah. A whole group of people are against if a whole group of people of players, they're against a certain type of uniform, and it's not a piece of safety equipment. They should be able to wear an alternative. I agree. Pick an alternative. I agree. Like, if my son doesn't want to wear a skateboarding helmet, that's a non-starter. He doesn't get to skate. That's right. But if I told him he had to wear skinny jeans or else he's not going to skate, then what am I doing? You You can't make that call on him. He's got to wear his dickies, and that's it. He doesn't even wear theirs. He wears polar techs. Thanks. And that's what ha- that's what's happening in the rough and tumble world of European women's beach handball. Let's get into the Norwegian women's, women's beach, beach handball, handball team. team. They were uniform. Okay, so they refused to wear bikini bottoms that I guess have been standard in their sport. Standard, it's, not required, but standard. They've opted instead for biker shorts, biker style athletic shorts, tight. Which, by the way, doesn't change your performance in any way. Doesn't no. doesn't make you slower to the beach handball. Creepy old dudes can still lurk. That's right. And look at you. And right. oogle and, you. And guess what? They're gonna. And this apparently has shook their entire industry to the core. Yeah. So they wore these elastic shorts during their bronze medal match against Spain in the 2021 European Beach Handball Championships on July 18th. Oh, you don't have to tell me about the 2021 European Beach Handball That's Championships. That's saved on my TiVo. I got it. I, I rewatch the highlights of that every night. So they did that on the in, in protest. They wore these in 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 opposition to the bikini bottoms. Right. They and shouldn't have to wear them if they don't want to. The Norwegian Federation president called the move quote embarrassing. No, you know what's embarrassing? Your calling it embarrassing is embarrassing. They don't feel comfortable in the bikini bottoms. They feel like it's sexist. That's what they're saying. They, they want to make, make a, a change. change. Let me guess. There are no women. On the Norwegian no. Federation board. They got fined 1,500 euros. I'm not sure if that was for every player who did it. but That's 1,768 bucks if anybody's checking. For improper clothing, according to the statement made by the European Handball Disciplinary Commission. It's not like they were wearing like Calvin and Hobbes t-shirts with them peeing on the Norwegian Federation president. No. no. Who is running this league? Bernie Ecclestone? Come That's on. what I want to know. More importantly... There's a European Handball Disciplinary Commission. That's what I want to know. Why? That, to me, that sounds worse than like an HOA telling you how high your mailbox should be. Right. They sound like a nightmare. Or they're like fetish freaks and yeah. they're into this thing. Maybe. They but, love giving women's beach handball teams harsh discipline. That's part of what gets them going. And to find them nearly $2,000, that gets them riled up. That feels harsh. That's not harsh. It does. Why? It, why? Not in a good way. Nope, not in a good way. While male handball players are allowed to play in shorts no longer than four inches above the knee. Short shorts. 
women are required to wear bikini bottoms according to the International Handball Federation regulations. You know who loves the shorts that the men, the beach, Norwegian? Steve Garvey. Not Steve Garvey does, and so does John Stockton if you can pull him away from an anti-vax rally. John Stockton's shorts are so short. If they were any shorter, they'd be a belt. If they were any higher, they'd be a necklace. So they're not requiring the dudes to wear Speedos. So you, you can't really point to that. Yeah. If, if you're going to make these women wear Speedos, then make the dudes wear thongs. The Borat thong. The Borat thong is what you have to wear or else you're going to get I fined. think they would protest if that was the case. Yeah. I think dudes would protest that. Dudes would not accept the fact that they'd have to wear one of those. The Norwegian team had petitioned, petitioned from the start of the tournament to wear shorts. Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't just put the shorts on. Yeah. They petitioned them. They made their intentions known. And, of course, they brought it up, which feels like a lot of work. Petitioning feels like a lot of work, doesn't it? Hey, they should have been training, playing handball on the beach, getting ready. Instead, they're putting a petition together. For car, for car care gear Leo. Mm-hmm. It's, quote, it's not appropriate clothing for the activity when they're playing on the sand. Wait, what? So because they're sand, they're not allowed to wear biker shorts? Yeah. I'm not sure this. You can't mix. Have you ever heard of a triathlon? People go from the bike to the water, dummy. That's what happens. You're revealing yourself and your own intentions. I call that fuzzy math. I call it fuzzy zeller. Fuzzy zeller math is math that in some way is inappropriate. I don't know. Why is he? Is he also the official photographer for the league? Why does he care? Yeah. Why, Why is he taking photos of these women from bushes nearby with a telephoto lens? Yeah. I want to see if you're photographing the team, you better be out there in the wide open. The the women's team trains and competes in quote what they want like the boys. Oh good. I'm at sure. home in Norway, but is subject to International Handball Federation's clothing rules when they play abroad, he said. Way to pass the buck. So now he's pushing it on putting it on the International Handball Federation's rules. So they can do it at home in Norway, they can wear the shorts, but no, when they're out in the When you're out in the real world. Guys, our hands are tied on this one. Really, our, how can we change a rule like this? There's our no handballs are tied. I mean, there's no way to then just say to them, hey, let's let them wear whatever they want. Which, by the way, if any of the women on the Norwegian beach handball team wants to tie my hands up, please contact me. That's, that's what, what he's got. That's said. essentially what he's saying. That's essentially what he's saying. There's nothing you can do. These rules are written in stone. They're not written in stone. These aren't the Ten Commandments. Look, guys, I'd love to get you out of those bikini bottoms. Did I say that out loud? Whoops. It's the Norwegian women's beach handball team, not the Swedish bikini team. Let's Let make them wear the whatever they want. Who cares? Well, now you, you did it. You woke up pop star Pink. She's now involved. That's it. Pink is involved. Are you happy, Leo? She's no longer hanging from the ceiling having milk dropped on her. You've released the Kraken. That's right. And she's going to slide down a long piece of fabric, like Randy said, and get in your face, bro. And she's been working out, so watch out. The singer posted on social media over the weekend about how proud she was of the handball team protesting these sexist uniforms. Yeah, and extended an offer to cover the cost. That's right. She's going to pay your fines for you. She's coming up and she's ready. She's about to get this party started. That's right. Release the Kraken. I'm very proud. This is what she said of the Norwegian female beach handball team for protesting this very sexist rules about their uniforms. All caps. By the way, that's an all caps tweet right there. She's like, keep finding them. I got your back. $1,800. You think that's that's money to Pink? Pink's got that money just lying around. She spends that more money on that on mesh shirts in a morning on Amazon. That's right. 
She'll sell three of her Pelotons to pay all your fines. Just be happy it's pink and not Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj would show up to your house, slap you in front of your kids. In the face. In the face. And by the way, the more you protest, the more more it reveals about you as a person. And your true pervy tendencies. That's it. That's what it is. To dig your heels in and decide to take a stand against this, a a, a more revealing, you know. But by the way, they're wearing... Tight, like, biker shorts. It's not like they all put on cargo shorts, like from the Horde tour in 1998. No, they're not not wearing the giant things that you're like, are these pants or shorts? I can't tell. They want to be comfortable. They want it. The athletic, the athletes in the sport, that's the most important part of the game. They want to crack the top three teams in Europe, Jay. They don't want sand in their cracks. That's it. That's the whole point. You gotta let them do it. Let what are we do doing it. here? What are we even doing here? Good night now!